Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We're back with more Gabe Ramirez and Clay Harbor on Sports Radio 670 The Score and the free Odyssey app. Chicago Sports Radio. We are live and local here. Gabe Ramirez. Clay Harbor hanging out with you guys, broadcasting from the uh, your local Hyundai dealers, the Hyundai studios. Jeez, you should have dumped that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, let me give them a nice little read because they pay us well. Uh, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Uh, Clay and I, we tackled a lot of uh, Bears talk over the first hour, but there was a really, really cool tournament over the, uh, over the weekend. The Sweet 16 has been set. Uh, some huge upsets. Majority of the brackets out there are busted. And we get an opportunity to talk to someone that got to witness it up close and personal. Joining us right now on the Circuit Resort Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He's a senior writer for the Athletic Nashville, also co-host of Robbie and Rex World on ESPN 102.5 The Game. Of course, it is none other than Joe Rex World. Joe, what's going on, man? Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Hey, guys. Good to be with you. Thanks for having me. How you guys doing? You know, good. My bracket's busted. I picked Kansas. <laughs> Joe, I'll just be honest. I picked Kansas. I, I know it's tough to go back-to-back, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer, and, I, and then you can – I want you to answer this question as well. I'm a firm believer in juniors and seniors and good guard play can get you deep in this tournament. I agree, and yet I still picked Purdue. And so if you <laughs> want to talk about a blown-up bracket, then, you know <laughs> – yeah, mine's mine's a butte right now, but yeah, I'm with you. I mean, old teams, guard play, um, you know, here and there. Like you think about those Florida teams. I mean, that was much more about the four and the five, right? You know, the back to back. But but for the most part, it's it's hard to find teams deep in the tournament that don't have at least good guard play. Yeah, man, I I took Houston because of that reason. I love their guards. I got them going all the way. What do you? How do you feel Houston does? Do you think they can, you know, pull off this win against Miami? I know Miami's a, a really tough team coming out of the ACC. They just had a big win against Indiana. So how do you how do you feel about Houston? I'm asking because I'm trying to win my bracket. You know, I want to know if Houston has a chance. No, I tell you what, I, I'm I'm jealous because I I was a little worried because you know Marcus Sasser with the groin injury and. I didn't understand why Kelvin Sampson played him in the um, in the title game against Memphis, and he was clearly laboring. So I was like, man, because he's such a huge uh, player for them. But I thought he looked fine in the last game. They looked great. I mean, Auburn's up 10 on them at the half, and, you know, it's in Birmingham, all these Auburn fans. Now, granted, there are a lot of Alabama fans in there rooting against Auburn, but it was, you know, it was an intense 
environment. They just absolutely dominated that team in the second half. Great guards, unbelievable defense, tough, gritty. So, no, I mean, and, you know, obviously you've got the, the possibility of Houston playing in, in its hometown in the, in the Final Four. I mean, if we get a Houston versus Texas Elite Eight game to mm. go play in Houston, my yeah. goodness, that sounds fun. Oh, that'd be fun. And the other question i got to ask you is, is time running out in Cinderella? Can Princeton keep this thing going? Can they pull off the win against Creighton? I know. I mean, I know it's a long shot, and but they just beat Missouri. Now they got Creighton. Is there a chance that Princeton reaches the Elite Eight, and maybe even the Final Four? I mean, look, St. Peter's in the Elite Eight last year, you know. So St. <laughs> Peter's last year can be in the Elite Eight, and I, I got to see St. Peter's up close in Indy last year because you know that that's where I was that weekend and right about them. And I was like, I mean, these, I mean, I was like. Some of these dudes, I think I play against them at the Y, you know, <laughs> they are going to the, you know, going to the Elite Eight. So, yeah, I mean, that, that Missouri game, and I've watched a lot of Missouri um, this year, you know, in the SEC, covering the SEC, and they're good. I mean, yeah. Dennis Gates has been an incredible coach this year. Um, they got some really good players, and what they did to them in that game, I mean, Missouri just could not stay in front of the ball. And, and Princeton just pinning every three. Hey, if they're going to keep executing like that, they have shooters all over the floor, sure. Although I will say, I also think Creighton is playing great. I mean, Creighton, I think Creighton this year, you know, if they weren't as banged up, they've had some injuries, they would be a higher seed. So they're the clear favorite. But, hey, man, when you have a team that's feeling it like that and they can hit the three ball like that, that's such an equalizer. Princeton, these kids are paying to go to college, man. That's the crazy thing. You got all this NIL money, people getting thrown money here, money there. These guys are literally paying to go to college. They're paying 80 grand a year to go to school. And they're still beating teams. <laughs> We're talking to Joe Rex Road here on 670. The score, Gabe Ramirez, Clay Harbor. Uh, Princeton, just they can shoot lights out, so there's no issues there. When it comes to Creighton, you're right, man. I actually have a $25 future bet on Creighton to win the whole thing. But it was something that I made earlier in the season. The odds were ridiculous, so I just felt as though I had some good money there. But it's good to see him in the, in the Sweet 16. Um, I know you were at a couple of games, Joe. Uh, what, were, what was one of the most exciting ones for you, and what, what was one of your biggest takeaways after it? Yeah, so I was in Orlando last week, so I got to see the Furman, Virginia craziness um, oh, wow. you know, right up close. So that was uh, unbelievable. Um, and, you know, you, you feel bad for – uh, K.A. Clark from, from UVA, he's had a great career, and it just, oh, man, just don't throw that ball up like yeah. that. And It's like you almost know when that happens, wherever that shot's coming from, it's going to fall, you know, and it did. So, um, you know, and, of course, covering Tennessee against Duke, and I think I may have been the only person in America to pick Tennessee to beat Duke because Duke was red hot, but Tennessee's good. Joe, I got Tennessee in my final four. There we go. They, 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 well, let's be honest, okay. right? If you're watching if you're watching college basketball earlier in the season, Tennessee was beating some really good teams. They went through yeah. it a little bit as you went on through the season. But at the very beginning, they were a tough team. If you were going into Tennessee to play them, they were a tough win. So I knew Duke was underwhelming, you know, throughout the season. So so I had them I had them beating them and then Purdue we know them during the season. Also, they couldn't hold on to that number one spot. Yeah. So you kind of assumed that they were going to fall to a team maybe that was a bit better put together. And so that's where I had that. But so that, so okay. So you were at that game. That must have been a tough one. Yeah. Well, that, I'm impressed that you had them because you know they of course they, they lost their point guards to Kai Ziegler and that late in the season and and that has hurt them a lot offensively. But you know they kind of figured it out. But yeah, their wins. I mean, they've, they beat, held Alabama to 58. They held Kansas to 50. They, ro- they rolled Texas. Um, you know, they blew out Arkansas. 
and now they really handled Duke. So and they, they basically had the best defense in the country all year, and that's still just as good. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I'll be in New York, you know, with them. And, of course, you know, Michigan State, which was my longtime beat, so it's kind of might have some worlds colliding here if Tennessee and Michigan State face each other in the Elite Eight. Yeah, that's fun, man. Tennessee was 6-1 and one versus the uh, Ken Palm top 25. The, the other question I got for you is the Zags, man, Gonzaga. The eighth straight time they've been in the Sweet 16. They got Drew Timmy, who scored 20 or more points, 10 straight games in the NCAA tournament. He can break the all-time record. But my question is, Gonzaga has made the Sweet 16 eight straight times, but they have never won a national championship. Could this be the year? No. Could this on the anniversary of the no. Adam Morrison throwaway game when they, you know, they they had it? Could this be the oh, year the Zags win? You know what? I, I'm not ruling it out. I'm not ruling it out at all. Um, and yeah, I mean, first of all, I, I would hope Drew Timmy would get the all-time record. He's like a 19th year senior, yeah, right? He's, he's like got the 40. most games. <laughs> no, but um, but no, I, you know, they've been kind of under. You know, obviously they lost some really good players, and and uh, so they've been a little underwhelming to me. But Strother is such a good player. I feel like some of those guys have really come on. I mean, I think Gonzaga UCLA is an awesome game. If UCLA wasn't you know, they, they've lost another key guy now. I mean, that, that's going to hurt them. But, I mean, they can definitely get by them. I picked UConn out of that side. Um, but I tell you what, that's a great that's a great regional if you look at that. Arkansas, Arkansas UConn, yeah. and Gonzaga, UCLA. And that might be – really, that might be the best spot this weekend. You know, I mean, Houston, Miami, Xavier, Texas is also really good. But, um, sure. I mean, it can yeah, it, it's an incredible stat, too. You know, and I and I know they haven't won it, and you know that year where Baylor just punked them, and it looked like it was going to be their year. I mean, <laughs> you're going to get one at some point. You keep knocking on the door, you're going to get one. But that to to get to the second weekend that many times in a row, that's incredible, really. Yeah, well, let's let's talk about that for a second, Joe. I mean, because when you're looking at Gonzaga, the biggest argument there is that they they're not battle tested throughout the season. They don't have enough tough games on their schedule. Uh, do you, I mean going up against the UCLA team? I understand the injury, but I mean. Ultimately, those things do affect them when they're going when they're making it this far into the tourney. You're playing against the best teams in the country. It is no longer, even though I did have St. Mary beating UConn, uh, but but it, it is one of those conferences where it's it's top heavy, and they can't do anything about that. Yeah, and look, I mean, I think that first of all, I think there's a chance we see them in something different at some point here, and there's been some talk of that. But you know, I mean, let's look at their let's look at what they did. This is what they do every year. Okay, so I'm looking at their non-league. Michigan State, Texas, Kentucky, Purdue, Xavier, Baylor. So the, that's okay, that's pretty that good. Is, yeah. <laughs> that's six of their first seven games. You know, then also later they play uh, Washington. They play Alabama. You know, I, I mean, they load up because they have to, you know, to have that strength of schedule. And, yeah, I mean, obviously they, they dominate that league. I mean, St. Mary's is good. You know, every once in a while, someone like this year, Loyola Marymount got them, you know, but typically they dominate. So, you know, I think some of the argument against it, some of the argument, and I think it's fair, is like, okay, in a given year, they just won 20 straight games. Well, if they were in the Pac-12 or the Big Ten, they wouldn't have won 20 straight, and that's true. But, I mean, look, you know, they recruit at a high major level. They have pros, and they play all these teams. And, all the, by the way, they beat Michigan State, beat Kentucky, beat Xavier, you know, uh, did they beat Alabama? They they did. They beat Alabama. You know, so I mean, they win those games too. So, I mean, they're doing everything you can do while being in a conference like that. It'll be interesting to see what they do in the tournament. We're talking to Joe Rexroad here on six seventy. The score: Gabe Ramirez along with Clay Harbor. Another team that I'm really high on, Joe, is the 
uh, is Kansas State. Keontae Johnson obviously having a phenomenal year. And, you know, I mentioned earlier guard play and, and junior and senior depth. But also, if you have the best player on the floor, you're going to win a lot of these games too. Well, no doubt. And I got to say, you know, I just haven't been able to watch a ton of Kansas State this year. You know, I've watched, I've been able to watch them some. But, man, I was so impressed. I got to watch that entire uh, Kentucky game. I mean, Marquise Noel is just, he is so fun to watch. He took over that game. I mean, he just flat out took over the, yeah, like you said, Keontae Johnson's really good. It's a really good team, you know. And and, um, when you have a guard like that, and it's going to be fascinating because, that's one. That's one area where Michigan State is good. Michigan State, maybe not as great in terms of defensively up front, but they have very good defensive guards. But you know, he's five eight, one sixty. He just took over that game, and that's going to be fascinating. But that, that's the thing. It's a guy like that. I mean, think about Shabazz Napier. You know, that UConn team in twenty fourteen. And you know, it's not, not that good of a team. I think they were what a ten seed, but he was so good and so dominant. And just got on such a hot streak that he just led them all the way. And I could see Noel being a guy like that. Yeah, man, uh, Kansas State, the funny thing about them was they were picked last in the Big 12 to start the season, dead last, and, and yeah. you see them here. But the team they're going against, right, Michigan State, Tom Izzo, has this is his 15th Sweet 16. He's 10-4 and four in those Sweet 16. So can his – I know he's a seven seed playing against a three – but can his experience maybe lead Michigan State to the lead eight, maybe the final four? Do you think that Michigan State has a has an opportunity carrying that Big Ten banner, you know, the last team left in the Big Ten to make the lead eight, final four, maybe make a run to the national championship? I mean, I just I don't think they're talented enough to win it. Now, you know, you tell me could they get to the final four? Yes. Here's the thing about Izzo. Uh, you know, first of all, I think he's now is, has the most wins against a higher seeded team in history. He's also 24 and seven now in the second game of weekend. So where he's unbelievable is in that one day turnaround. He will out prep his yeah. opponent almost guaranteed. But this game, it, it, it's a little bit more equalized. You know, he's had some good teams that lost games even that they weren't supposed to lose in the Sweet 16. So and he's lost. You know, his Final Four record isn't good. His his you know, he loses in the national semis a lot. He gets to the title game. You know, he's only been there twice, but he you know he won the one, but. Um, so my answer to you is yes, I think they can get to the final four. I, I think if they play Tennessee, I mean, I, I think Tennessee is a lot more talented than Michigan state, but that two day turnaround, he, I mean, I don't, I'm still blown away by how they shut down Marquette. Marquette is one of the best offensive teams in the country. They were fascinating to watch this year. And I, I couldn't believe the struggles they were having for most of that game. A lot of Marquette fans bummed out about the early exit, uh, for, for that team, the golden Eagles. All right, Joe, before we let you go, uh, Got to ask who your favorite is to win the tournament now that you know the 16 that are left. Yeah, you know, I'm going to switch to Bama. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, the thing is I picked Zona out of that region, so another great pick on my bracket. But, yeah, I got to go Bama. First of all, I think that it'd be shocking to me looking at their draw if they don't kind of cruise to the Final Four. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd love to see – I think I like San Diego State a lot. I, I watched them live this weekend, last weekend, and, and their defense is legit. But Bama, they're just so long. The thing is, everybody talks about Brandon Miller and all those guys and Quinterly and they can shoot the heck out of the ball. Their defense is crazy good. They're so long. They move so well. and They're so connected. Uh, I, think, uh, I think it's Bama. That's my pick. Yeah, it was tough. I had them I had them winning when I made the bracket initially, but then I thought to myself, 
you know, the one seeds usually fall. They got a lot of drama. They're going to be dealing with something. And then, sure enough, they have a real, they have a cakewalk to get to the final. So it'll be interesting to see. Hey, Joe, I appreciate you giving us some of your time, man, and insight to this NCAA tournament. Okay, guys, it was fun. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Joe Rex Road, senior writer for The Athletic Nashville, co-host of Robbie and Rex Road. Make sure you check him out on Twitter at Joe Rex Road. It's Gabe Ramirez, Clay Harbor hanging out with you guys again, man. Uh, Cubs taking on the Royals. 805 first pitch. We're going to lead you right into the pregame here. Uh, so it's only fitting, Clay, you know, that we talk a little bit more Bears. You're cool with that, right? Oh, I love talking Bears, yeah. man. I talk I like, Bears all day. I like that. Well, Clay said something to me before the show about Ryan Poles and his and the level of transparency that he has with his players. And he and he told me why that's so important. I want you guys to hear that uh, from the mouth, from the man himself, all right? So when we come back, a little bit of Clay Harbor explaining why Ryan Poles is doing the best job possible by being transparent with the Chicago Bears team. And we'll find out exactly why after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez, Clay Harbor, right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Let's get back to more Gabe Ramirez and Clay Harbor on Sports Radio 670 The Score. And always live on the free Odyssey app. I need a new I need a new page for sound. Cause I've been hearing this one too much. Return of the Mac, and then Aunt Heron when he's on, he sings it, and then I need like a two we need like a 2010 run of songs. We need Clay to sing it now. Clay oh, ain't terrible sing. voice. My mom even tells me I have a bad voice. Oh. So why do you sing that? Why no, do you I used sing to I used to I used to want I used to want to sing like a little bit like growing a boy up. Band? No, like uh you know, like Usher. Oh, okay. So but I just don't. I I, like I B2K. couldn't do it. Like B two, yeah, something like that. And uh, my mom's like, you know, Clay, like stick to football, you can't sing, bro. So, <laughs> That's yeah. So, so I, what are, what are some other things that Clay Harbor likes to do outside of obviously football? What were some other things that took your time? Obviously, you, you have your masters. Yeah, I'm getting my masters. Or getting your masters, excuse me. So you you, you enjoy education, smart stuff like that. What what are some yeah. other things occupies your history. time? History. Big history guy, man. If I got any free time, I'm studying history, mostly ancient history, like Roman, Greek, uh, Egyptian, just anything ancient history. What's intriguing something. about that for you? 
Man, just because it's it's real. And it's the story of human. Instead of going home and like watching some like fake movie or fake show, yeah. like you're watching stuff that people really did. And you can learn so much from these situations that these guys were in. And it, honestly, history is stranger than fiction. Like the stuff like from the Roman Empire to the Egyptian Empire. How they operated, how, how they created cities. And yeah, how some of them like, you know, were conquerors. Some of them were, you know, thinkers, you know, all the philosophers, Alexander the Great. Like all these people are so intriguing to me because they're real people. And yeah. it's like, wow, that guy did that much at that age. Like incredible. Well, you're the philosopher here on 670 The Score now as we wrap uh, this perfect. hour up, uh, especially because we're talking about yeah. these bears, man. You know, you and I were talking before the show about, you know, Ryan Poles, the ability to be transparent with a guy like Justin Fields. You know, from a former player's perspective, did you have that kind of relationship with your GMs? Or was it more like business as usual? Obviously, I wasn't, the you know, like the number one quarterback. But no, I didn't have that relationship. But that relationship means a lot because it takes a lot of pressure off. You know, if you're a guy that you're wondering, man, am I going to be here? Do they, you know, are they going to trade me? And you get all this talk and you realize this 23-year-old kid, that starts to wear on you. Every day on a radio show, some national media member saying you got to trade Justin <laughs> Field for Bryce Young, five foot eight, you know, 130-pound Bryce Young. You know, all this stuff, and that would wear on you. But polls being open and giving him, you know, that reassurance is big and letting him know where they stand is big because now you take the pressure off and you know I'm going to be here. You're not wondering what's going to happen. You know, and that just makes things easier. It makes you helps you to focus on the job at hand, helps our quarterback to, to know, like, hey, now the only thing I'm worried about is getting better, is throwing this ball, is running this offense, is getting my man DJ Moore in the end zone. <laughs> and that's exactly what we want him to do. All right, so what about you? Let's say, let's say I mean, you played tight end in the NFL nine years. Justin Fields, your quarterback. Yeah. How are you helping him, right? Because I think a lot, a lot of the knocks are completion percentage, inability mm. to make fast reads, staying yeah. in the pockets to make the throws. If, if you're a tight – because you look at the tight end position, I thought Cole Komet was going to take a big leap this year, yeah, as so did I. most because no Jimmy Graham – you know, no one to no one was in his way of being great, yeah. Except for Justin Fields, right? But yeah. you're you're looking at that position. You're bringing in Robert Tunyon. Like, what what can the tight end position be, or what should it be? Not not can it be? What should it be for Justin Fields in this Bears offense? It's going to be a safety blanket. He's going to have a big target, a guy that he can get the ball to for first downs. And Cole Komet's a great blocker, you know. But you want a guy that can catch the football like. Robert Tunyon, he's from McHenry, Illinois. The guy grew up a Bears fan. He's 6'5", 240, ran a 4'5", 40. Uh, he's a guy that's shown that he can catch balls. One year, he even had 11 touchdowns. Give him a red zone target. So I think Tunyon will be big. Obviously, Komet can block. He can make a big play, but he's not a guy that's going to run routes and get open. Now you bring Fields, Tunyon. This guy can run around. He'll be a big target over the middle. And it's so much easier to throw to these big targets. It, it, it really is. And and Tunyon's a smart guy. He was a quarterback, then he moved to receiver, then he moved to tight end, so he knows how to run okay. routes. He knows how to catch. He had the best catch percentage among tight ends last year. So this guy is going to catch the ball when it comes to him. He has great hands. He's not a, a crazy freak athlete, but he's a guy that can get open and, and knows how to play the game of football. Is he going to is he going to stunt the growth of Kokomet? Like when you when someone like that comes in because everyone was operating under the assumption that he wouldn't be Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, that like top tier tight end. Yeah. But p- myself included, I thought he was going to be in that 
Mike Gusecki, Hayden Hurst, you know, second tier of yeah. tight ends that, you know, maybe had like 70 catches for like 650. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Komet, I thought he was going to be more of that too, but, you know, getting to see him more. He's a big, bulky guy. I mean, he could maybe get up to 800 yards, but he's not a guy that's just going to get open in man-to-man coverage, not going to run away from linebackers and safeties like some of these tight ends. I think Tunyon is a guy that that can do that more. I mean, he had a nice year. I mean, obviously there wasn't a lot of stats to go around, but he went from zero touchdowns to seven. I mean, you got Jimmy Grandpa off the field and now, you know, 50 <laughs> catches, Grandpa. 544 yards. He I mean, was killing, though. Nick Foles is getting him the rock in the end zone. Like, give me a jump ball. Let me go get it. Like, yeah. th- those are the things that I felt like were missing from the Bears' offense when it came to Justin Fields. Yeah. And now he operated not only with the tight ends, but even just the wide receivers, right? I mean – Offensive guys Agreed. like that want to want the ball thrown to them because the assumption is that they're going to catch anything that's in that radius, right? Yeah. But you remember after the pseudo bye week, you know that pseudo bye week. It was like a Thursday night football right. game. Then we didn't play again to Monday night. That's when Justin Fields took off. They changed the offense. You saw Getzey win. He was trying to play this offense like this old Andy Dalton offense, like Rex Grossman, like in the pocket. Like Fields is not that quarterback. I think he can get better. But you get this guy in the meal on, on the move. He's a Lamar Jackson type quarterback. You saw what Fields was able to do when you change it offense. There was a six game span there. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And that's when Komet started taking off. So the reason I got so much hope for next year is because they're going to be running that same offense. You saw what you can do. Now you're going to implement more of these, these plays. Obviously, we're not going to do a ton of like design quarterback runs, but those are going to be in there. You're going to get them on the move. Now you got a big-time receiver. You can sit in the pocket a little bit more. I think that will help Komet, and I think Tunyon will take some of the, the onus off of Komet, so, so Komet will be able to get open more. Obviously, he's going to be blocking in two tight end sets, but I think they can work together and and be a be a combination. I'm not going to say like Gronk Hernandez type type combo, but I think they both can have good years. And it's not going to be like Tunyon's getting you know eight targets and Komet's getting two. I think it's going to be split. You know, Komet six, Tunyon four. Okay, I like that because I mean it really is what I what my hope is for Justin Fields is that you know he has more weapons so that that way he can be a better passer. Yeah, and you know I just don't. I, and I do like Cole Komet, right? I don't, I don't want Robert Tunyon to come and stun his growth, but I love hearing the fact that, you know, you're you're confident that they can coexist on the field together. He's Clay Harbor, nine-year NFL vet. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is 670 The Score. So we haven't really talked much about Justin Fields. And, you know, we, we've mentioned, you know, what the growth comparisons are. We've mentioned what quarterbacks are out there that you can kind of put him on the, their trajectory. But one of my big gripes when it comes to Justin Fields is this, Clay, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm curious to hear your answer on this. Everybody's like, yo, get him offensive line. Yeah. Get him get him some wide receivers so we can so – because uh, how are you going to say anything bad about Justin Fields? He has no old line. He got no wide receivers. <laughs> okay. Let's – again, I, I, my, my, I told you I didn't go to school for this. My degree's in economics. So we always operate under the assumption that certain things are holding to be true. So let's hold to be true again that – you know, you do have your your a decent offensive line, and you do have your receivers like that are there. Let's say you don't even add to that. What is the floor for Justin Fields, right? When it comes to completions, to incompletes, yardage, and then a touchdown in a given game, right? Because that's the part that I struggle with, Clay. I'm like, okay, you're telling me he needs receivers, you're telling me he needs an O line, but his last game, he's seven for twelve for seventy five yards, right? So what does if that's the floor? then what does the floor become? One of my friends said, well, the floor is what it was last year. Absolutely not. It better not be. 
if if, we, if you get an upgraded O line, you get upgraded at wide receiver the wide receiver room. Your stat, your floor better not be that. But I can't wrap my mind around what the floor will be if he has the O line and the wide receivers. Yeah, I think it's going to be better than he was but, last year. But give he, me some, give me some numbers. Is it, is it is it ten for seventeen? Is that a floor, or is it like a tw- eighteen for twenty five for a for two ten? You know, I'm trying to figure out what that looks like in my brain. So if he doesn't even get any better, which he will, he'll get better. I think that you know the the floor is going to be, you know, he's going to have a game. Maybe he throws 150 yards. You know, he's you know 12 for for 17. I love that with a touchdown. Like that's the floor in my opinion. Just because he's going to have better players, but you don't realize that it. You could put any quarterback on this team. You know, we talk a lot about you know the Jalen Hurts comparison. The reason I like that because you. You get to see what he's able to do from year two to year three when you got him a number one receiver. Look at Trevor Lawrence, a guy that came in within the same draft class. He obviously made that jump this year, but that's because his rookie year, he had a 73 rating. I mean, this guy was awful. And then they give him Christian Kirk. They get him Zay Jones. They bring in Evan Ingram. Oh, all of a sudden, you know, Trevor Lawrence just takes off and he's this great player. What, Bruh. You got him got weapons. Talent, you right. got him some talent. Okay, it's not just him making this huge improvement. Now you're going to do the same thing with Fields. You're getting people around him. Better running back, better receiver, better offensive line. He will make the same type of improvement. I'm not saying he's going to improve as much. because I don't know, maybe he, he probably doesn't have as much maybe as Jalen Hurts did. You know, obviously Trevor Lawrence, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, maybe those guys are a little better suited, maybe a little bit better offensive line, but Fields will improve and he will improve a lot. I am very confident of that just because of what's surrounding him. And NFL experience matters. You can't you can't simulate that experience. Obviously, you can practice hard, you, you have these habits and your your discipline, whatever, but the game experience, now you know what to expect. You've been there, you've done it, you've had some success. Now he's going to go and he's going to get better and he's going to improve on it because he has better pieces. So when you so when people say and I to me it just seems like coach speak or or player speak when they yeah. say the game slows down. Yeah, is that real? Is that really real? I mean, because you kind of you're alluding it to it. Clo- so cliche, Gabe. it does. Gabe, it sounds cliche, but it really does slow down. Like my rookie year, like my head's on a swivel. Like I'm seeing stuff. I'm like, wow. I'm like this, I can't do this. This mm. stuff is moving fast. Okay, a couple years later. I'm like, they're not even that good. I'm like, I'm playing in the NFL. I'm like, this isn't, it's not as hard as it was. You really start, it It really does slow down. And Gabe, it sounds cliche, and it sounds like it's coach speak, but it happens, and especially for quarterbacks. That's why these these quarterbacks just keep aging, keep able to play. And you got Tom Brady, I mean, in a wheelchair throwing passes because the game slowed down so much <laughs> for him seven, because he's been there so long. 70% accuracy, though. <laughs> yeah, it's right, right, right. Okay. 57 years old. Well, because, well, look, obviously you're a big Justin Fields fan, as most of us are. But what were some of the things that frustrated you about Justin last year? Yeah, here's the deal. I mean, the guy's a sack magnet. I'll say, I mean, like this, people, the offensive line is so terrible, the worst offensive line. I've been on bad offensive lines. <laughs> this guy's holding on. He holds on to the ball longer than anyone in the league. That is a fact. That is a statistical fact. And that's not including scrambles. People say, no, he's scrambling. He's running for his life. No, in the pocket plays, when he needs to get the ball out in a three-step out, a five-step out, a seven-step out, he holds on to the ball too long sometimes. He can get it out quick. But a guy like Trevor Lawrence, one of the quickest guys in the league to get the ball out, this is... It's not that the offensive line is that bad. They weren't great. 
but you got to help these guys sometimes. I mean, you look at Justin Herbert. He had guys whiff on blocks completely sometimes, guys getting the ball out for a completion. Mm. I mean, it's not easy. It's never going to look pretty, and that's the one thing that people need to realize. They see these these plays when they're watching. Like, no offensive line is perfect. It's never going to be a perfect picture unless you're Jalen Hurts and you got Lane Johnson, right. Jason Kelsey. Those right. are some perfect pictures, but... He needs to get the ball out quicker, and that's the one gripe I had. And obviously, he's got guys that aren't getting open, and that's a, that's another thing. It's all symbiotic; it all works together, and I think it's going to come together much better this year. He will get the ball out quicker because he has guys getting open. Offensive line is going to look better because he's getting the ball out quicker. It's going to help everybody out. Yeah, I had a friend of mine that, or actually an in-law, who was a big Carolina Panther fan, and he just said that DJ Moore's route running is unmatched. Talked about, you know, the ability to create separation. And this was coming from a fan down there, yeah. right? Not like somebody that was a beat writer or anything. This is somebody that actually loved him for playing for their team. And I think, you know, that's something that Justin Fields missed last year when Darnell Mooney went down. Yeah. You know, a guy that could create some space. Because when when he had Allen Robinson, he wasn't throwing him the ball much because Allen Robinson was a get-up-and-get-it kind of a guy. And the reason why he was leaning on Darnell is because he was able to create separation. One of the few guys to be able to do it. So when we talk about, you know, where is the improvement going to come from, at least from the passing standpoint, you can point specifically to those two guys and yeah. say, if you got if, if you have to focus on DJ Moore and then you can go over the top with Chase Claypool, what about Darnell Mooney on that slant? What about Darnell Mooney on that, on that post route? Like it's going to give, it's going to give Justin Fields, you know, some, some really big opportunities to create some stuff. Do you think the Bears offense as a whole is going to be, closer to their top end that they experienced last year where they're putting up, you know, 28 28 to 33 points a game? Or do you think it's going to kind of level out where they're not going to need to do so much in order to stay in games and they'll still be, like, you know, middle of the pack when it comes to scoring points? Well, you hope it'll be better because, you know, obviously the weapons they got. And here's the thing. You talk about Mooney. Like, this, this is why a number one receiver is so important. Now Mooney's not matching up on the number one cornerback. Mooney's matching up on the two or the three because Chase Claypool. Now you got a a, a linebacker at sometimes matching up on Mooney. Now you got a, a slot corner that's the third best corner of the team matching up on Mooney. Now you got Claypool going against a two or a three. And these matchups, these are gonna make it's gonna make everybody better. And then if they want to maybe you know use this this cornerback to to stop Claypool because he's big. Now you got DJ Moore in a two. So this makes everything better, and it's it's why you see some of these teams having so much success. Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown was averaging 1,000 yards a year when he came to Philly. He had a career year this year. Why? Because you have Devontae Smith on the other side. They can't key on him like they were in Tennessee. This is going to work for D.J. Moore, too. He's got a couple good receivers here, Mooney and Claypool, so I think this is going to make them improve all around, all three of them are going to get better, and it's even going to make Komet better. You see, I, I keep using the Philadelphia Dallas Goddard. He's having career years. Is he that good, that much better than Komet? No, but he's getting these opportunities to go one-on-one with linebackers in the middle of the field, okay? <laughs> like, anybody's going to catch some of those. But it had me wanting to come out of retirement and see if Philly would sign me again. Like, you got Devontae Smith. And, and A.J. Brown on the outside, this guy's just getting one-on-one with big linebackers. Like, yeah. that's fun. Uh, you, you really do look serious about wanting to come back on the field. I'm ready, you Gabe. saw that, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I was. I played a little safety at Lane Tech. Okay. You know? We'll have to so, run routes sometime, man. We'll go do some one-on-ones. I, I got a couple of buddies that play quarterback. You said, he's, uh, you're, you're, you said you're a 4 4 eight, 40? Is that what I was that uh, four, five. Okay. 40-inch vertical at the combine, 10-5 broad jump, 30 reps of bench press. 
Okay. I could do 10 push-ups. Okay, 10 <laughs> so, push-ups. That's a lot. It's not bad, so, man. Something like that. 10 push-ups. Right. He's Clay Harbor. <laughs> I'm Gabe Ramirez, the owner of the 10 push-ups. And on the other side, um, as we mentioned, man, uh, we are leading you into Cubs pregame. Cubs taking on the Kansas City Royals first pitch at 8.05. Um, but I, I am, you did mention one wide receiver that I, I, I would like to discuss a little bit further, and that is Chase Claypool. Um, I want to hear your thoughts about, you know, him coming to the team last year in the middle of the season, what that was like. And then also, I really want to know how big of a difference can one offseason together make in comparison to coming to a team in the middle of the season? I'll get Clay Harbor's answer after the break. Do not miss it. It's Gabe Ramirez, Clay Harbor, right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back with more Gabe Ramirez and Clay Harbor on Sports Radio 670 The Score and the free Odyssey app. Producer today is Tyler Buterball. I said 2010s, bro. Not when you were 10. I said 2010s. Sorry, we're working. This is all what I got right now. I'm gonna bring. A, I'm gonna bring a. This is how old I am. I'm gonna bring a CD with some uh, with some cuts on it for you. We need like a little Jeremiah. You know, some of the hits from you know some Black Eyed Peas. Okay. You know, some some feel good music. A little little Justin Timberlake. You know. Yeah. Don't shy away from that stuff, man. I know well, that was my that was my stuff back in the what day. What was your stuff? I love black eyed peas. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're a hit at the wedding. At weddings. Because that's a wedding. Those, People that... like me. <laughs> uh, at weddings. Clay, how are you how are you at weddings? Are you uh are you just like uh you know chill by the open bar and have conversations or you you, you like to cut a rug? I'm on the dance floor, man. I might need a couple cocktails, but you know, I'll get out there and I'll dance, you know. I might have two left feet on the dance floor, but I'm still okay. trying hard. Okay, that's a, that yeah. makes for a good date, you know. People yeah. just want somebody that's going to have a drink and have a dance. Drink of choice, what is it? Uh, if I'm a, I'm a beer guy, but uh tequila soda if I'm uh, you know, if I'm trying to celebrate. Okay. Keep it light. Yeah. You have a favorite tequila? Uh, Casamigos, okay. Don Julio. I'm a big Don Julio fan. Yeah. Don Julio Blanco, that's yeah, more block. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's my go-to. To take some shots. My guy Corey Wooten, former Chicago Bear. Him and I, we used to yeah. go up all the time. And he was always, uh, that's where we we bonded, over Don Julio Blanco. Oh, Don <laughs> Julio is that drink. The thing yeah. is that he would, he would take two shots, and I would only have one because he's twice my size. But, exactly. you know, it, it worked out. At like. least you know that, man. Some guys that are smaller, they, they try to drink like the guys that are bigger, and then that's where yeah. you're getting into the trouble. No, no, no. Once Corey starts doing the that's robot, me. you know it's time for me to stop. Stop doing. That's you. One one tequila shot for you. No, 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 no. I I try to drink oh, as much as, as much. Yeah, like yeah, a two hundred yeah. pound. My bad. Two fifty. I got person you. Would. I got oh, you. You know, I uh, again, I'm, I'm a two beer and a shot, dude. You get me to the bar, two beers, two shots. I'll be honest. Two beers, two shots. See, that's I'm comfortable. No, there. I'm right. That's my that's I don't my need safe to go space. Anymore. Yeah, no, 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 no. I like to have a good night, guys. You know, on The Bachelor, I know we don't talk about The Bachelor, but on The Bachelor, they have this two drink per hour minimum. And I had a bone. I'm 250 pounds, right. right? There was a girl that's 100 pounds. All the girls are just these small girls, 100 pounds. We have the same drink minimum. <laughs> Why? 
I'm three times. I'm literally over twice this girl's size when we have the same drink minimum. Wait, wait, wait. So that that's, it was part of the thing where you had to have two cocktails an hour. No, you only you only were limited to two. You oh, wanted you were limited. More. Yeah, those people those those people are sober on those shows. Oh, okay. Like yeah, they're doing that stuff completely sober, unless you can get drunk off of two drinks in an hour, which I mean, I personally couldn't. No, you got to drink them back to back and chug them. Oh yeah, you got to slam. That's those the things. way you'd be able. To yeah, do we that. came up with these strategies to where it was at the top of the hour, so it like. Say it's it's seven fifty five right now. I'm a hammer a beer and then get another beer at seven fifty nine. So then ah. I have the whole next hour for for four drinks. So oh, that's, that's what we would one. do. Yeah, okay. exactly. You're, gonna, you're always gonna find a way to finesse the system. <laughs> yeah. That's always real. He's Clay Harbor, nine year NFL vet and uh, a bachelor alum, right? Bachelor alum, bachelor man. Alum. Bachelor, so yeah. I, I tried not to live in that space, man. I know I didn't watch it, you know what I'm saying? So I appreciate that. I try to forget yeah. it sometimes. That's myself. what I'm saying. So yeah. I tried to, sh- but then you brought it up. Yeah. So I hey, thought, Clay. Yeah, of course. My fiance did want me to tell oh, you that you was. were her favorite. <laughs> oh, on the I appreciate show. So that, man. I had to tell. I, I told her I would tell you. So. Tell them. To tell oh, tell them. To, tell them her name. Her name is Emily Green. So you can shout out not her last name. Oh well, not <laughs> Emily. Well, Emily, <laughs> I appreciate you, Emily. If you're Dude. watching, I appreciate that support, and uh, I I really appreciate you. Picking me as your favorite. See, and then now you can take, now there. you can take the cut and send it to her. See, I got you, bro. Exactly. This is a team effort here by all of us right now. Uh, speaking of team, somebody that was added to this Bears team over uh, in the middle of the season was Chase uh, Claypool. Somebody that I wanted to ask you about because you know I love his confidence. Yeah, Clay, I love it. I love his confidence. I love that he's like, I'm glad that Ryan Poles traded a second pick for me because I'm the man. I love his conversations with some of the NFL. Vets where he's like, I am that dude. I love hearing all these things. And then he says, and this is the part that I I, I wince at. (laughs) Like, all I need is my offseason with with Justin and everything is going to be fine. And then you heard polls say, hey, he got here in the middle season. It's tough. You know, wait wait till he gets an offseason together. Should we expect some huge transformation in that relationship and that, 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 that tandem? Or... Is that just, again, as we were talking, coach speak, you know, organizations speak in trying to sell you on the fact that they're going to be better together next year if they have an offseason together? How old, without looking, do you think Chase Claypool is? I think he's like 26, right? Something he's like 24. 24, okay. He's 24, okay? So me as a, as a young guy, it's harder to pick up an offense. As a veteran, I can pick it up. So it's difficult. Coming into a new offense, you don't know what to expect. I think, yes polls overpaid. I don't think he was planning on having that pick, that first pick in the draft. He would have had the 32nd pick. Obviously, this was a huge blunder <laughs> in my in, in my perspective. I mean, nobody can really say that Chase Claypool is worth the 32, but I think he will be better. This guy's 6'4", 240, runs a 4'4", 40-inch vertical, freak athlete. He's had, he's put up numbers. As a rookie, he had nine touchdowns, 876 yards, 62 catches. I mean, this guy can play and once you get him in this offense for a year, I think he'll be a weapon. I think he could be, I mean, him and Mooney are going to be 2A and 2B, and he's going to, he's a mismatch problem. I like Claypool. I think he's going to be good. He will improve. I can see him having, you know, 800 to 1,000 yards this year and really being, you know, after after more, a go-to guy. It's easier for quarterbacks to throw to those big targets. Have you ever, did you ever do like any off-season work with any of your quarterbacks like that? 
Yeah, absolutely. You you um you they would fly you out sometimes. I remember Drew Brees flew me out to San Diego one time and put me up in a five star hotel, picked me up every morning. You go on the field, you throw for a week, and you really get on the same page. And that's why a guy like Drew Brees was so was so good because he did stuff like that in the off season. And from what I hear, you know, his Fields does the same thing. He has the same type of habits, and that's something to me. Habits are very important because that's how you become better is you habitually do things and train, and that's what Fields is doing. So I think him and Claypool will have a big year. You get DJ Moore and Mooney in there too. I think it's going to be special. I'm excited, man. I just I try to picture it, you know, and I don't want to romanticize it, but I'm like, yeah, Fields and Claypool and <laughs> DJ Moore, they're all just laughing together, like, you know, running routes on the beach, and I'm like, oh, guys, you guys are crazy. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm picturing it, and they're just getting along. It's just beautiful. And then they take it, and it it, it just it, – you put it on the field, and it's the exact same thing, like poetry in motion. I think it's going to be more of the fact that offensively, from what I heard, he wasn't as confident and comfortable with the offense as he could have been. Okay. So now when he comes back, he hears a play. He knows where he's supposed to be. He knows the depths. He knows the routes, and you don't have to fill him in on this limited playbook. The whole playbook is open to him, and that's what's going to make him improve. Man, I can't wait to see it. It's going to be an incredible thing to watch, this new-look Bears team. Of course, we're ways away from week one, but a little over a month away from the NFL draft, which is going to occupy a majority of our time. Tyler Butterball, our producer today. Muchisima gracias, senor. I love that you're playing back IP. See, that's why he's one of the best, man. Yeah. Uh, Got to thank our guest today, Joe Rexroad, for hanging out with us. Got to thank Clay Harbor. Got your first go round. First one in, man. This was See? fun, Gabe. Appreciate you showing me the ropes, man. Easy, it's big right? time. Super chill. It's easy as fun. You know, a guy like you, it's, you make it easy, man. I appreciate I'm you. I'm glad, man. Well, I know we're going to do a lot more shows together, so I look forward to that. All right, coming up right after this, Cubs baseball. Cubs taking on the Kansas City Royals. New Cub, Jamison Tyone on the mound. That's going to be a great one. Make sure you guys are here for it, all right? Mi gente, my people. Hasta la próxima. Until next time, I'm Gabe Ramirez. He is Clay Harbor, and this is Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.